the biggest struggle that people sometimes have is they feel like they're falling short. This, this, this is the House Flipping HQ podcast. Now let's get flipping with your host, Justin Williams. What's going on, flip and whole hacker, wholesale hackers? Bill Allen is always telling me that we got to use more wholesaling in our branding. So I'm I'm working on it. Working on it, Bill. We'll get there. We'll get there. All right. So for today, we are going to play a game. You guys want to play a game? All right. I am really excited for this. I actually was not going to be making a podcast again this week just because of everything I have going on. But I had a stroke of inspiration and I've got this mic here in front of me, and I just couldn't help myself have to get this out to the world. So before we start the game, and there is, we're going to be keeping score, okay? Um, before we start this game, I want to give you a little bit of context as to why I want to play this game. So over the last few days, I've had the opportunity to get on many calls with potential a prospect seven-figure and eight-figure flipping members. This is something I don't get to do that often, but every once in a while, I like to dive in the trenches so I know what's going on in the trenches so I can make the trenches better. It's like the whole undercover boss thing. Get into your business so you know what's going on so you can go back out to the 30,000-foot view and be a better leader, right? So I've had the opportunity to do that. And in speaking to so many different people that are at different places in their business, as well as a couple comments that I recently read in the 7 Figure Flipping Group, this came to me. And this is something I've been thinking about a lot as well. I think what happens a lot of times in business, especially when you're at like the higher level, growing a business, I think the the biggest struggle that people sometimes have is they feel like they're falling short. Right? Like maybe in the seven figure group like there's so much value we give, there's so many ideas being shared. People see so much that so many people are doing and sometimes it gets a little overwhelming. Sometimes you feel like you need to be doing more. And this is something I, I, I struggle with this as well, guys. Like, it's so important that you understand I struggle with this. And I had a lot of people reach out about the podcast I did a couple weeks ago about how basically most of what we deal with is, is problems. But one of the big things that we struggle with is feeling like we're not doing enough. We're not doing things well enough. I have a list of like a thousand things that I would like to implement in my business, in my businesses. And if I were able to do those things and do them well, Oh my goodness, we're talking like billions of dollars, but the truth is I can't do them all. And fortunately, I'm in a spot now where I can do more because I have an incredible team, I have incredible systems, I've removed myself from most of the day-to-day, if you will, and allows me to be more the visionary, but I still can't do everything. And you know, it's kind of funny because one of the comments, the comment that I made to One of our seven-figure flipping members who was just feeling a little overwhelmed is, you know, it's kind of funny. The first time that I made seven figures in both of my businesses, I felt like that. I felt overwhelmed. I felt like I wasn't getting enough done. And it just felt like a crazy year. And then at the end of the year, we looked back like, whoa, how did that happen? How did that happen? And it happened because we kept pushing forward. We just kept step by step, one thing at a time, solved one problem after another And enough came together well enough to where we ended up making seven figures. And it's like, whoa, how did that happen? Like literally we wanted to quit. And now not only are we making incredible income, but we're having impact and changing lives. And this is amazing. How did I ever even think about not doing it? So as I've been talking to people this week, 
I feel like a common theme that has come up is everyone wants to know what's like, what's the system, you know, are you going to like teach me this one magic system? Cause that's what all the gurus are out there pushing, right? Cause they know it sells. I've got this thing last night. I discovered the blah, 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 right. And that's a bunch of BS. Like here at House of HQ, we build businesses, we build real businesses and there's fundamentals to building businesses and then it's bringing a bunch of people together that are all doing the exact same thing and sharing what we're doing. And sure, there's the core things, the best practices that everyone is doing. And then there are the things that people are constantly trying and testing. It's like this laboratory for high-level investors that are all sharing exactly what's working with them in real time. Okay, so, uh, but as these people get on, I'm like, okay, it's not it's not really about like this one magic secret. And as I was talking to someone yesterday, it, it hit me that success in business and as I'm looking at everything that I want to do and how I, there's like this hundred things that I want to do and I'm like oh if I could only do all these things and build them out this way like it would be amazing and be excellent all this stuff right but what I realized is success in business is about doing enough of the right things well enough okay now I'm going to repeat that to make sure you get it success in business is about doing enough of the right things well enough. Okay, you guys got that? If you're able to write it down, write it down. If you're driving, don't write it down. Make a mental note. <laughs> um, okay, so quick refresher before we dive into the game. Everything in business is about three things. Lead generation, lead conversion, and then in our industry, it's about taking those opportunities, those generated, those converted leads or contracts, if you will, and turning them into cash and trying to constantly figure out how to increase the average of every deal you make or increase the speed, which is why a lot of people do wholesaling, right? It's, it's finding the right exit strategy, okay? So if you do these three things, well enough. They do not have to be perfect. You will never do everything you can do in each one of these. If you do these three things well enough, you will have an unstoppable business. You will have a business that will give you anything you want in life. And as I, I responded to a, a different guy that I got a, a comment from today, he was frustrated because he's been doing this business for a year. And so far, he's only done two wholesale deals and he has a flip under contract. And he made the comment that uh, what comment? I'm going to look this up. Make sure I get it right. Okay, I found it. He made the comment afterwards, hardly a living. And I'm not I'm not picking on this individual. I just think there might be a lot of you out there who are thinking like this. So I think it's really important. And my response back was, hardly a living. Like, are you trying to make a living? Like, if you're trying to make a living, go, go back and get a job. Because that's going to be a lot easier to make a living. Like, we aren't working for a living. We're working to create wealth unlike 99.9% .9 of the world will never experience in their life. We're working towards creating lifelong wealth and even generational wealth as much as I want my kids to have to do their own thing, right? So anyway, that's a whole other topic. Like, do you understand? Like, yes, there's no guarantees. The The caveat to getting this lifelong wealth is you got to take a little risk. You got to put a little work up front, a little extra work up front, a little unknown work, a little mental work. You're going to get pushback 
from people. You're going to have hard days. You're going to have to work like I, like things are going to come up. You're going to deal with problem after problem after problem. But is the reward worth it? And that is the question that you've got to ask yourself because you aren't working for a living. So, of course, what you have to put in, that barrier to entry, the reason why not everyone is able to do it or is able to at least have the mental capacity to push through that is because it's hard. Or at least it's different from what they've been taught is the norm. Uh, They're used to going out and do X, Y, Z, and you get paid. You get rewarded. Here, doggy, doggy, here's a little treat. Here's your reward, right? That's how our society is ingrained. That's how we think. That's how we're taught from a young age. Business is totally different. Like you gotta, you gotta work, man. Like I'm not kidding. Like even I have moments, like in taking some of these calls. Like there are moments when I go out, I want to beat my head against the wall. Uh, a lot of them are amazing. <laughs> like they've been amazing calls. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, this person doesn't get it. But then I go back out. And my wife and I start talking about the trip we're going to Keystone next week or the fact that we're going on a family trip to South Africa. With We're going with the eight-figure group. And that's going to cost our family like $40,000. And we don't even have to think twice about it. We think about the $150,000 we are able to, as a Housing HQ community, donate to OUR to free kids from sex trafficking. And then I go out and surf with my son and this... The sun is going down, and we're out there alone last night, just him and I, as as the sun has gone down and creating these memories that I never imagined I'd be able to have. Um, like, and they say, okay, like, yeah, it's it's not easy. It's not easy, but get your lazy butt up and keep going, because the rewards and the benefits are worth it. And the funny thing is, it doesn't necessarily take more time. It's just a mental attitude of getting up and getting going time and time again. And the amazing thing is, as you do this, you change as a person, your capacity to take on more, to do more, to be more, to lead more grows. And the amount that you're affected by outside things that keep hitting you is way less. I cannot, like looking back at 14 years, there's no way. I could be doing what I am currently doing in my 14-year-old self. But I'm grateful that I took that day-by-day, that step-by-step to become the person who I am, who I feel like is only like a fraction of the person I need to become to accomplish the things I want to accomplish in this life and beyond. Every person that I worked with and, and had to let go and how frustrating that was to pour all that time and effort into that uh, and then have it not work out. Like as frustrating as that might be, like that is the most valuable experience that I've ever had. And the truth is people pay so much money for data, right? Everything in life, everything you're doing, you're constantly collecting data. That is so valuable. Don't ever underestimate that. The things that you learn, how you can now, like the people I work with now, it's so much different than who I worked with at the beginning because of how much I've grown, how much I've learned, the experience that we now have. So never let that go. Okay, so back to the game. And there's actually a version of this at housekeepinghq.com as well. Here I'm going to elaborate and go into some more detail. So I would encourage you to maybe do both if possible. 
So the way the game works is for each category of your business, I'm going to go through the main parts of a house flipping and or wholesaling business that I see people who are successful at, like they do these things and they do them well enough. Okay. I'm going to go through each part of these and I want you to give yourself a score on a scale of zero to five, zero being non-existent, five being amazing. And I'll go through a little more detail on, on each one of how to rank yourself based on where you're at. And then at the end, I'll be able to predict with probably pretty good accuracy where you are in your house flipping and or wholesaling business. And then that way you can focus on just improving the things you need to improve and not being so worried about everything you are or aren't doing perfectly. All right, you guys ready? Okay, let's do it. Okay, question number one. On a scale of zero to five, how would you rank your lead generation process? So zero would be non-existent. Like if you're doing nothing to generate or prospect for leads, you're not getting any leads in any way, meaning you're probably brand new, that would be a zero, okay? Uh, one would be poor, meaning maybe you're like you sent out like a few letters one time or maybe you made a couple offers or you talked to a couple agents but it was you doing it. You didn't. There's not really a whole lot going on. That would be, you do a little bit here and there, but it's pretty poor. Number two, if you give yourself a two, that means you're, you're doing it a little more. You're kind of like, you're out there, you're hustling, you're working hard, kind of. Um, but there's really no automation, right? Like you leave or you go to work on another project or something and that just drops off. Or if you get burnout or tired, like it stops, your lead generation stops because it's just you. A three would mean you're doing a pretty good job and you do have some automation going on. A four would be you're doing a really good job and it's mostly automated. And then a five is excellent. You're killing it. You're doing completely automated. You have leads coming in every single day. It's completely automated. You either have leads coming in from one source that's just dialed in and going really well, or you have leads more likely coming in from two, three different sources. In fact, if you're going to give yourself a five, I would say you need leads coming in from strong leads coming in from at least two sources because just one, uh, it's not really a good way to run a business. It's a good way to start, but there's a high level of risk in, in that uh, business model. Okay, so that's for lead generation. Okay, next is lead processing. How would you rank your lead processing system on a scale of zero to five? Once again, zero being non-existent, one being poor, two being okay, but no automation, three being pretty good with a little automation, four being very good and mostly automated, and five being, com being excellent and completely automated. So what do I mean by lead processing? So you get a lead, you need someone or some mechanism or system, normally a human being who is taking all the calls you're getting or who is speaking to prospects on a daily, regular basis. They understand the game. They know what to look for. They know how to look for motivation. They know how to turn prospects. Uh, they know how to turn suspects into prospects, I should say. And they know how to really filter that out there. You know, you have not just like a call center or someone who's not taking these calls, like these calls are being taken live. Um, it's 
maybe you have someone who can take the calls at night. You're not missing a lot of the calls, like all of that. Like how good is your process for this? Because that will, if you're putting money into the machine, if you are generating leads and those leads are not being uh, sifted through and the best ones being brought to the surface, like you're going to be dead in the water from the beginning. So this is very important. So once again, zero non-existent, one poor, two okay, but no automation. Because once again, if you're the only one, and by automation, I mean you can't be that automation. Because what's going to happen is you're a, a one person, right? You can't run your entire business. You can't do everything. You can't do everything yourself. So you, by uh, by automation, I mean you not being that person, right? So two, okay, but no automation. Three, pretty good with a lot of automation. Four, very good and mostly automated. Five, excellent, dialed in, taking calls live. You're not the one taking them. Someone else is taking them. They understand the process. They're well-trained, right? Like maybe dock yourself if you don't feel like the people taking your leads are really dialed in and really know what they're doing because a good person at the helm will make night and day difference in the success of your house flipping and or wholesaling business and the results you get from the leads that are coming in. Okay, so for number three, I'm gonna derail a little bit from what I have on the House Flipping HQ website. Number three on the website is your deal analysis process, but my assumption is that that is either a part of your lead uh, processing or a part of your sales process, which is what we're gonna talk about right now. So number three, how dialed in is your sales process? So you have the leads coming in, you have someone sifting through those leads, which preferably isn't your salesperson at the beginning. That's That might be okay. But if you really want to create a seven-figure business, that just isn't going to have to, ha- gonna work. You have to have your top level, your incredible sales people being able to focus with on prospects, not suspects, because they will get burnout and you just won't be able to create a seven-figure business that way. So I talked about this a little bit on the last podcast, but I think right now this is one of the number one things that is differentiating successful investors to not successful investors. I think it used to be like even a blind squirrel gets a nut every once in a while, right? And and with real estate investing, there's enough, if you make enough offers, you have enough people, you're doing a lot of stuff on the MLS, maybe these skills aren't as important, but I tell you what, today they are. And good salespeople will get two to three times or four times or five times, 10 times the amount of deals as a mediocre to poor salesperson. So having the right salesperson, having them trained the right way, having the right process, having them uh, have a good follow-up system, all of this is incredibly important. If you don't have these things in place, then once again, you're, you're dead in the water. You have to have these things in place if you want to succeed at the high level that we're talking about. Sure, you can run a one-person show and get a couple deals to pay the bills, right? I'm talking about creating a house flipping and or wholesaling business that creates huge amounts of capital and can work without you, okay? That's what we're talking about here. So once again, your sales process, how good is it? Is it zero non-existent? Is it one, pretty poor, not that great? Is it two, is it okay, but no automation, meaning you're the one doing it? Is it three, pretty good with a little automation? Four, very good, mostly automated. Five, excellent, you have killer salespeople, they're trained, 
They know the business. They know what they're doing. They're on top of it. Their follow-up is killer. They're not letting anything slip through the cracks. Um, and you're completely out of it. It's completely automated. So give yourself a score of uh, one to five, zero to five. And I'm actually going to say for, eh, never mind. I was going to say for this one, I want to give you double points, but actually lead generation is incredibly important as well. And so is lead processing. And actually lead processing is a part of sales. It's a function of sales, if you will. So we'll just, we'll just leave it at single points, but just know that if, if, if you have, for example, a, a damn, like there, there's a business, right? And if there's each one of these points, there could be a potential dam in the river that is flowing money through your business. And if there's a dam at one of these points that's too large of a dam to let water flow through it, you're also always going to have little sticks and twigs and rocks and things that are making it so it's not rushing to the amount that you want. And your goal is to remove those things. But if the dam is large enough, um, in any aspect of your business, the water will stop flowing. The cash will stop flowing. So it's very possible that if you're getting several leads... And if you have a process for sifting through those leads, but you're not turning those into contracts, there's a major issue in your sales process. Okay, so here's where we're going to derail a little bit once again from what I have on the website. Uh, number five on the website is, does your team have an understand, have a simple process in place for alternative solutions like creative financing solutions to help you close additional deals where just a cash offer may not work? So what I want to do here, rather than giving yourself uh, extra extra points, rather than, give, rather than ranking yourself one through five, I want to give a bonus point, okay? So you're going to get one, because really this is also a function of sales. But what I want to do here is I want to give you a bonus point if your team understands how to structure simple. I'm not talking about these crazy like financing deals like the take year. No, none of that. Very simple solutions if your team understands those because they're going to be able to close more deals. If they understand that, I want you to give yourself, let's do one to three bonus points based on how well you think you and or your team understand that and how well it's systematized. Okay, so one to three point bonus points if you have that going on for you. Okay, so so far, just a quick review. Lead generation, you should get anywhere from zero to five points for that. Uh, lead processing anywhere from zero to five points uh, based on how well you're doing all these things and the automation involved. Number three, sales. How good is your, your sales process, sales and conversion process, including follow-up, including how good are your, your guys with building rapport and, and working with the, the sellers of the houses? How well do they convert? Uh, zero to five on that. And then number four is we're going to give you in, anywhere from one to three potential bonus points. You get zero points if you don't, you or your team don't understand or use any kind of creative financing as needed. You don't necessarily need to use it right up front. Uh, or you can give yourself one point if just a little bit, two if pretty okay, and three if you're dialed in, you got it, you, you, you understand creative financing, your team understands creative financing to the degree that that is beneficial. They don't need to understand everything there is. Uh, but give yourself anywhere from zero to three bonus points for that as well, because that will help you close more deals if you understand it correctly. Okay, the next one on the website is what does your initial 30-day follow-up system look like? But once again, I think that's a function of sales, and that's something that your your sales team should be really good at doing. And something that you might want to do is your sales team can go on the appointments, they can follow up with the lead until they're hot, and then when it seems like, eh, this person's 
They weren't at the appointment. They don't seem that great. Throw it back to your lead intake person, your lead processing person, for them to try to get them back warmed up and get them back on the calendar. It just depends how you want to work that. Some people like to keep them with their salespeople to do all the follow-up for at least 30 days or so. And some people can throw you can throw them back. So um, once again, we're not going to rate that here because that is a function of, of sales. Same with uh, extended follow-up system. There's a lot of automation in an extended follow-up system. But if that is not something that you have, that's definitely something that you want to build out over time. I mean, your database, once you start generating leads, is going to be full of gold. You know, as I've been getting in the trenches, if you will, in my own business and calling and talking to people, I've talked to several very have strong prospects who have either joined or are thinking about joining our program that are just sitting in our database, right? And I just dove in and like did a search for all the highest level people I could find and started reaching out to them, had people on my team reach out to them. And they're literally like, it's amazing. Like if you do that in your house flipping and wholesaling business, like there is gold sitting in your database. Now, maybe you don't have a database right now and that's okay, but that's the whole point, right? Once you create a database, you've spent money to have these leads in your database and that is gold. So you absolutely need to make sure that you have a long-term and preferably mostly automated uh, way to follow up with people, whether that's through a combination of texting, voicemail, emails, and we won't get too, I mean, you can get really creative with the way you're, you're sending your emails and the way you're trying to get a hold of people, but make sure that you have that going on. Uh, people that, I, uh, th that do this well get at least a third of their deals from their long-term follow-up process. I'm not talking about their immediate follow-up process. I'm talking long-term. So I know a lot of uh, seven-figure income earners and a third, meaning at least like three hundred dollars to $400,000 every year is made from those quote-unquote dead leads that most people throw into the garbage. So you want to make sure that you have this dialed in. In fact, what I'm going to do, <laughs> I'm kind of, like I said, kind of making this on the fly as we go. I do want you to give yourself uh, anywhere from zero to three bonus points based on your follow-up process. And that will include your short-term and your long-term follow-up. Okay, so everything that we've talked about so far has to do with the front end of your business. It has to do with generating the lead and getting the leads under contract, turning those into opportunities. And as you guys have probably heard, you make your money when you buy. However, at the recent Flip Hacking Live, Mike Simmons got up and he shared a presentation all about how you also make your money when you sell. So first of all, if you are a house flipper, I want you to focus on the operations of your house flipping business. How long does it take your contractors to do the jobs? How, how, well, how good is your business and your systems at keeping cost low, keeping it efficient? How fast do you turn things around? Um, how good are you at getting financing lined up? And once again, how automated is this process? Like if you're out there swinging the hammer, like give yourself a one. If there's nothing going on, give yourself a zero. If you're swinging the hammer, give yourself a one. If you have some pretty good automation, but things are kind of all over the place. Uh, if you have some decent automation, I should say, give yourself a two. Uh, if it's pretty automated, pretty dialed in, but you could use some work, give yourself a three, four, and five, and so on. Five, if you're totally dialed in, you've got it going on, right? And then if you're, you are a wholesaler, I want you to actually score yourself right here, zero to five, based on how strong your buyer's list. Not only how large is it, but how good is the quality? How responsive are the buyers on there? 
how much do they pay? Are they strong buyers? Do you get tons of people making high offers above and beyond? I shouldn't say above asking necessarily because it depends what you're asking, right? Um, but how strong do you feel that your buyers list is? Now, here's where it gets interesting because if you're a hybrid of both, then kind of take both of those because it'll mess up the score if you don't. Take both of those and still only give yourself a score one to five based on the collective, how well you think these operations are. And if you do mainly one and just a little bit of the other, maybe you can just focus on the one and give a little bit of weight for the other. Okay, makes sense? Hope you guys got that part. Okay, then last of all, how good is your dispositions process? Do you have, if you're wholesaling, for example, do you have someone who is in charge of dispositions? Do they understand how to get the highest and best price they absolutely can? And part of that is based on your buyer's list, but I wanted to have that be a separate function, a separate score. But how good are they with negotiating? How good are they at, at reaching out? How good is that process? How dialed in are you at getting the absolute most money that you can on every single deal you do? And then if you're primarily a flipper, same idea. How good is the person that is selling your properties, disposing of your properties, if you will? I tell you what, when we sell our houses, we get significantly more because we understand some of these key things. Like if you sell your house on the MLS and you take a full price offer within 24 hours, you just lost ten dollars to $20,000 every single time. There's a few key things that you got to do. And if you do that on every single deal and you're doing lots of deals, it really adds up literally to an extra several hundred thousand to millions of dollars. It really makes a huge difference in your bottom line. So all these things, although they seem small, they really make a difference to your bottom line and allow you to continue to grow and make things exponential in your business. So once again, give yourself a score of zero to five based on the criteria that we, we talked about. How involved are you? How well do you have this process dialed in, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so let's do a quick review. So number one, lead generation, give yourself zero to five. Number two, lead processing, zero to five. Number three, sales and lead, uh, and lead conversion, give yourself a score anywhere from zero to five. Number four, is creative financing, how well are you at like a plan B for people that aren't going to go with the cash hammer? It allows you to pick up an extra several deals, uh, depending on how many deals you're doing, right? But it allows you to pick up an extra percentage of deals. Give yourself a one to zero to three on that. I wasn't going to call it a bonus. We're just going to call it a, one of your scores. How dialed in is your team on follow-up and how good is your follow-up automation, which is kind of a function of sales, but we're going to include it as a bonus. So give yourself a score anywhere from zero to three based on how well you feel like you have that dialed in. Like are you, if you're letting leads fall through the cracks, like you're losing money. And if you lose money, then it's hard to spend money, right? So how dialed in are you in your follow-up? Follow-up is, is king. And then number six, if you are primarily a rehabber, how good are you with your systems and operations and your rehabbing business? And for number six, if you are primarily a wholesaler, how strong is your buyer's list? And then number seven is sales and dispositions. Once again, if you're a wholesaler, how strong is your dispositions process? And then if you are primarily a rehabber, how strong are you in your selling of your retail houses? All right, so now what you're gonna do is take your total score, add it up, and let's see what it comes to. Okay, so if you are anywhere from zero to seven, you're probably either 
new to the business or you haven't really got going or you're just really struggling, your business is suffering, you probably want to quit, you're not enjoying life very much, um, I wish you the best. No, I'm just kidding. Keep, keep going. Keep going. Keep pushing. Like I said in the beginning, this business is not about doing a little something and getting paid. It's about creating something amazing that will pay you forever and change your life. If you are 8 to 14, uh, you're probably okay. You've gotten some traction. You have some things going, but you got some work to do. 15 to 21, you've made some things happen. You've probably done some deals. You've gotten traction. Probably not a ton of consistency going on. You might be, Maybe you got like a little excited because you got some deals, but you also might be a little frustrated because it's not consistent and you finished one and you got to go back and try to find the other one and may not be as easy. This is where I see a lot of people, believe it or not, actually quit because the honeymoon phase is over and they maybe got, quote unquote, think they got lucky a couple times. Um, but once again, keep going. Like the exponentiality, the exponentiality is, is right around the corner. You now know what you didn't know. You realize this isn't like a super easy business like a lot of people think it is. Uh, but you've learned so much. You have so much experience. Keep going. Because it's going to be a lot easier for you to get to seven figures than it was for you to get that first deal. So don't get burnt out. Keep going. 22 to 28, you're probably doing deals on a pretty consistent basis. You're more than likely making a good, decent six-figure income, if not a strong six-figure income. You've mo most likely quit your job. Um, things are good. You probably still don't have everything dialed in or streamlined, probably still some inconsistency. You probably still get a little frustrated with, with some of the things in your business. But overall, life is good. And now you just need to continue to improve the small things and continue to do more of the things that are working and continue to work yourself out of being in the, in the trenches in any areas of your business that you are so you can truly have that freedom that you really want. And then 28 through 31, you're more than likely a seven-figure income earner. Life isn't perfect. You still have bigger problems that you're dealing with. But you can go on a vacation and still close deals while you're gone. You can go to a mastermind meeting or event and still close deals without being on your phone the whole time. You have people in place for you to do these things. You are able to focus on really being the visionary of your company. You're able to surround yourself with higher level people who can help you get to even bigger places in your business. You're able to go on those family trips that you've always wanted to go on. You're able to give back a little more. You're able to help family. You've kind of arrived. But what you'll find out when you get here is it's not just about getting here. You'll find out that it truly is the destination and that there really is a lot more that you have to do. So from here, it's time to go into other markets. It's here. It's time to take the things that you've done and continue to expand those. Or it's time to branch out and, and do something else in life so that you continue to feel fulfilled. How do I know? I've been there. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I hope that little quiz, that test was helpful. I just want to make sure that you're not out there seeing all the things that you're not doing or the things that aren't going perfectly and recognize that it really is the small incremental things. And I could take these things and break them down even more. I could lead generation. We could talk about that forever. But I hope you see how all these things work together. So often people are always asking me, Justin, how do you find deals? And I'm just like, 
uh, <laughs> it's not about that. Like, it's about having enough of these things working well enough so that when you are prospecting for leads, when you are generating leads, that you're able to convert those into cash so that this cash machine continues to go again and again and again. And the better and the more efficient that you do that, the more your business grows and the better off you are and the more you'll reach your goals. Whew. All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Housewing HQ podcast. That one took me a little longer to put together than usual, but I had fun doing it. And I really hope that it resonates with you and helps you take your business wherever you are to that next level. All right. Well, I'm going to send this off to Kyle. He's going to be surprised because I told him I wasn't going to be doing one this week. And then tomorrow, got to start getting ready for Keystone, Colorado, heading up with my family a few days early to go snowmobiling, skiing, sledding, enjoy the snow. And then the seven and eight figure members will arrive on Monday, Tuesday. We'll do some playing there. And then the event kicks off on Wednesday. Not sure when you guys will get this. You might <laughs> might get it right in the middle. But um, anyway, hope you get a lot out of it. If there is ever anything at all that we can do for you, in fact, you can reach out to me personally, Justin at HQ. I love to hear from you guys, no matter where you are in your business. And if there's anything we can do, if we can be a part of that journey in a larger way, great. If the podcast is your your mojo, that's great as well. Any way we can provide value that makes sense, we're happy to do so. All right, guys. So keep going. Keep taking action. Keep getting yourself. Um, keep attracting problems, bigger problems to yourself, and just keep just just keep pushing. Right. Sometimes we'll have those, we'll kick and scream, we'll have a fit, ah, this is hard, and then get back at it. You can do it, we got your back, and we'll talk to you next time on the House Flipping HQ Podcast. This has been the House Flipping HQ Podcast. Your, your ultimate house flipping resource for intelligent real estate investing and financial freedom. Check out amazing tutorials, blogs, how-tos, and other inspiring podcasts with house flipping experts at houseflippinghq.com. Houseflippinghq.com.